Welcome to the Philadelphia Fusion Team Preview for 2021, presented to you by Plant Chat. We've got the regular crew here, Mr. X, myself, and Reinforce. And uh, I think, I assume this is going to be Reinforce's favorite team because Rascal's on it, right? Is that the way it works? Say the no. line, say the line. Uh, yeah, what is the line? I can't remember. I don't know. The line? Mate, it's not a line, it's a paragraph. The rant. Yeah. Uh. Where is it? Say the Twitter uh, rant thing. Uh, I'm trying to find it. Well, in buy, the meantime... buy me some time, Matt. Talk about <laughs> uh, you know how your uh, beard is growing and uh, what what has gone on here? Let me let me wrestle control back. Uh, it starts with I cannot believe it. I cannot fucking believe it. I simply refuse to believe the absolute incompetent negligence of actually not for any of these categories whatsoever. Not voting for fucking rascal. This guy doesn't get props by anyone on no one's social media radar whatsoever. Everyone's talking about like, oh, Smurf. Yeah, you Smurf. He's poor Smurf. Think about Rascal. He literally came into the league at the start of the year. Was the best May. He revolutionized the way you play Echo and set the guidelines for everyone else in the league for months or pretty much like half the season. And then Which he comes into the countdown company plays Kenji that actually turns the San Francisco Shogun around and then they win the series against the Philadelphia Fusion. How is no one on this planet talking about Rascal as one of the most underrated players of the year? It's absolutely hurting my cow! Wonderful. I mean, that was a gorgeous yeah. rendition. It almost sounded like the original. That's, yeah. that's perfect. I had right. someone on my stream uh, wanted me to do it in like, uh, like, a, like an anime way. Oh, Just no. like do it in like the, the lightest <laughs> tone I could. It was that, sounds, that sounds atrocious. The Philadelphia Fusion, though, has made some significant moves as they came into this season. So I want to recap some of them. First of all, they're playing in APAC this year. That is a big move for Philly. Yeah. That's very different. And secondly, well, they changed their head coach, and their head coach ran off like a mother duckling with all of, well, not all of, but a, a couple of the significant pieces for the Philadelphia Fusion's run in 2020 and the, the kind of core components that made them such a great team. Not all of them, but some of them. And that, I think, has changed things pretty significantly moving into next year. Here's what I want to pitch to you guys. Yeah, I want just a, a gut feeling straight from the off. Is this roster, this new team, better than last year with the head coach, with the new players, that kind of stuff? Is the Philadelphia Fusion of 2021 better than the Philadelphia Fusion of 2020? And we're assuming in this case as well, by the way, that all of their players are able to get visas because I know that that's been something that the community has been talking about, but let's assume that they can. Hot take, yes. This team is better. Uh, that's not um, a take. That's just... A statement you need to give me some well, reasoning. I, 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 give well, me some, I, well, I feel like I feel like a lot me? of people are going to say a lot of people are going to say that they're not better uh, than right. last year. Uh, although we give Fury a ton of props, I thought Fury in, was amazing last year and still is. I feel like sometimes we just kind of assume Poco is just there for the marketing aspect, but Poco is actually a really good Diva player, really good Zarya player. Uh, I think just a, a good player overall. Uh, I think mono in the mix gives them way more of a consistent, stable presence at the tank position. That sorry, like, are you Sato, thinking Sato is inconsistent? Well, I mean, the first, uh, I mean, at times he was, yeah, but I mean, he started to play better last year. But I think though, like maybe consistent wasn't the word. Maybe this is just like a change in terms of style of play, where they're not going to kind of play as for me when I look at this roster, and it's odd to say. 
it almost seems like they're trying to be like the NYXL of the past with like Alarm is like new Jonak, but with beefed up DPS line with Carpe, Shockwave, and Rascal. Like that is a very th- weird type comparison. Of, that type of play style, right? With a better with a better main support than like NYXL uh probably had at the time. And then Carpe Rascal Shockwave, which is probably, you know, a better three combo than Sabio B Nene Libero. I mean, that may be kind of up to debate, but like oddly enough, I feel like they're going for that same type of play style with just better players. Uh, right. They would probably think. Okay. Uh, I think they're going to be quite solid. I think they're going to be Jonathan, good. are they better than they were in 2020? Did they figure out that funny Astro situation? Is he? Well, we just we Europe just said a, we just said a, a, assuming they assuming, all have visas and whatnot. Assuming oh, yeah. it works out because I don't have an update on that situation. I don't yeah, know nobody. I, I think knows. You do. It might be better, but honestly, I don't think it's a guarantee. I think that with Sado last year, you had a main tank who, yeah, you know, there were rumors going into the season that, like, we don't know how good he's going to be. And then, you know, we had the whole Sado stonks meme, you know, how he was fantastic (laughs) on Reinhardt and how he really completed his role um, as a main tank for the Philadelphia Fusion. Uh, I think that I like the way they utilized Ivy and Hisu on this roster as well. There was one meta I think they struggled. Wasn't that the one where they play like double hit scan and like they just I wouldn't say they struggled, but like they couldn't beat the shock because like they didn't have two oh, hit scans yes. to yeah. really overpower those super teams in the league, right? That was the one issue they had. But apart from that, like it was a phenomenal team. And like they had different kind of roles, like they play that Sombra composition uh, uh, with uh, with Hisu and like Ivy was able to play the Genji and like they they looked really good. Like, for moments of last season, we talked about as Carpe as, like, an issue on this oh. team. Because, like, the, the rest of the team was so fantastic. And I think that alone just gives you all the information you need about how good this roster Which, was last year. It's a bit of a shame that they never won a stage because the roster was totally I capable. Mean, they, they finished first yeah. in the regular standings, right? Did, I... did they? Yeah. Because well, they... Uh, I think they actually pipped shock to the post because they lost less games. So I think yeah. they actually finished first yeah. in the regular season standings, even though um, they they were, in my opinion, the second best team in the in in North America. And they made it to the Summer Showdown Finals against the Paris yeah. They made it to the Countdown Cup Finals, and they could have easily, like not easily, but they could have won both. That was right. the narrative of both but, of those finals. But, matches. Here's like, what I'm getting at, Jonathan: is that was last year their year. Have they missed their <laughs> exactly. year? That's where I'm. That's that's where I'm finishing this entire point. It's like it very well could have been because now you're in a situation where it's like, yeah, well, Poco has to be as good as Fury, and people are saying like, yeah, well, Poco is a fantastic off tank, and you know he can oh, certainly yeah. carry is that, that role for Fury? himself. He's not Fury. That that's yeah. the thing. Like Fury is like he he is the cherry on top. Like Fury just like extracts that tiny little bit of value on top of Poco, that makes him a better off tank. You have Mono coming in. We don't know what to think about Mono. What playstyle is going to think of this team? Is he unleashed? Is Mono unleashed from the New York Excelsior? And is he finally going to flourish? Or is he going to bring what he provided on the New York Excelsior for so long with this kind of like, no, I don't want to say passive because it's such a a lame phrase to use when you describe playstyle, but this less kind of aggressive playstyle, you know, I don't know what to expect from Mono. So I I would have loved to bet on last year's roster, 
over this one? I think with mono, like we've seen mono in the past play aggressive. I almost kind of, at least for me, I'm pointing that more towards the direction that NYXL wanted them to play at. Uh, not necessarily Which a is him fair. as the individual player. I'm not saying that's player. wrong, but it, and we it, have you seen have to it. see it. Uh, yeah, uh, and I also, I mean, I just don't believe that like a player like Mono, who, I mean, what, would you consider him, uh, over the course of the Overwatch League's history, like where do you rank him in terms of like tank play from season to season? I mean, he's got to be like you know, top four, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, that's I mean, what we're talking the, about. Is yeah. it better than Soto? So, so he can't... I mean, we don't know, because like Sato, we saw last year, Sato was tremendous. I completely agree with you. But then there are other moments where we saw Sato kind of all over the place. Yeah, I mean, he looked, uh, he so looked poor in the 2019 season. Yeah, so it's which Sato do you get this year? I tend to think you're going to get more of the Sato that we saw last year, which was good. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily, like, can him and Mono be even in terms of play? I think so. Here's, here's what I... I'm concerned with is that the Philadelphia yeah. Fusion uh, have now got a situation where they have to blend this. They they have to take Mano, who's previously only played on very like reactive teams, is how I would phrase it, where they're always waiting for the other team sure. to make the first yeah. move, and then that's they're the, the ones that are reacting, and and that is to me that's the antithesis of how Philadelphia Fusion want to play. Philly Fusion. As especially with a player like Carpe on the team, you you want to grab the game by the balls, and you just want to you want to squeeze until they pop. I don't know what that metaphor was. That is kind of disgusting, even for me, actually. But that, <laughs> that's horrible. Yeah, that was that was fucking gross. I don't know why I went there. What the but, fuck? But you you really want to grab the ball by the horns. Let's go with that one instead. You want to take control of the game if you're Philly, and I. It's not that I don't trust Mano. I sung this guy's praises. For so long when he was like all the way from back being like a, a top three team in a freak of freaks blue way before the, the league even began. And then his time on NYXL in the first season. I think he was clearly the best tank in the league during that first season. I don't even really think there was that. I, mean, I guess you could have debated like was Fisher the best tank or something. But, you know, Mano, Mano, was, Mano was elite. And I worry uh, that he's that he's like a product of... It, I worry that it's like at least fifty percent of him and the team, mm. and even if it's even if it's just fifty percent, it was fifty percent mana. How mana liked to play, it was fifty percent how NYXL wanted him to play. You're now changing. He's going to get whiplash going from NYXL to Philadelphia Fusion. But you couldn't get much yeah. more aggressive unless you went to the shock, and like that's 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 another step up in terms of tempo. Mm. But he's really going to have a challenge on his hands, I think, to reinvent himself. Uh I think it's a much better situation, though. I mean, look at the raw, like, look at the team that he's playing with right now. Like, how many, how many of the players on that NYXL roster we just shown are better than the ones that he's going to play with on Philly? Yeah. Okay. I think that that's a pretty, pretty reasonable. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe zero, depending on what. Maybe your zero, depending on what you like. think of Jonak versus Alarm, right? Maybe zero. Uh, I, I think if you're mono, this is a move that could like reinvigorate your career. Uh, I think it's it's really possible, but I I do think that's still a question. Like I, I I don't feel well, confident. At, at Mono's worst. What is he? What is he at his worst? At his worst, just a decent main tank. Like he's just gonna at be like stable. He's like stand one. He's maybe? probably still above fair? league average, though, right? Yeah, yeah, like league average. The the only problem 
with Mano is going to be if he can't play the style that his team needs him to play. Because, like, he's not going to, he's not just going to derp around and start feeding yeah, like, He's just like, going to feed his face off. Like. But it's like, it's those instances where he just doesn't capitalize on space that's given to him or where he would play on his own as, like, an island and all of his team's playing around him, but he's not, like, dynamically moving his position. He's just trying to, like anchor a, 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 an area of the map it's like those those are the situations where i worry that philly are not going to look at their best if he's unable to reinvent himself uh, or is it a I go on or is it a situation where if you were philly uh you know we talked about with dallas where it's like oh they want to go all in on like dps and whatnot in terms of like how they play I would say Mono takes less resources than somebody like Sato, right? Uh, in terms of play. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe the idea is to open up some of those for Alarm, for Carpe, Shockwave, and Rascal now uh, to give them more of an opportunity to be the kind of carries of this team uh, to where maybe you kind of felt like you were spread thin and a little bit all over the place with the roster you were trying to use before. Maybe. maybe. I don't think... I think the way that I'm approaching this though is you can't have that many complaints about Philly from last year. You really can't. No. Like they were No. You if you're a, if you're a team owner, if you're a GM, if you're a, a fan, you have to be to some extent, you have to be happy that you had a position to get titles. You did all of the best stuff you possibly could <laughs> to get in a good position. And your guys just couldn't quite close it out when it mattered. But you can't be too mad about that. Like half, some of it comes down to luck or just like being able to be on your absolute best at the time when it matters. You can't control the metas. You can't control hey, man, everything. Yeah, you can even blame the uh, meta a bit for no. some of the meta. You can even blame some of that. Every cool. team in the league outside of the shock last year would have tra traded their season for the season that Philly had. Yeah, I mean, maybe not Soul Dynasty because they are just luck wizards when it comes to the... Mm -hmm. the their, their playoff runs, I suppose. Still, but, but the regular I mean, they season, were just absolutely. good. Yeah, I mean, they were just consistent all regular season long. They were in the conversation for every stage championship, yeah. all the way to the end. Even, like even a team like um, even a team like Shanghai over in APAC. I mean, they had very similar seasons to Philadelphia. To be honest, yeah. Like if the shock hadn't existed, if you just poof them out of your mind, <laughs> the two teams were pretty identical like they dominated their own regions and then they disappointed in various degrees once they got to the the final four but the situation wasn't that different between them it was just a level of the, the i think the fact that philly happened to be playing in the same region as the shock so this is where i want to transition the the conversation to they're not going to be playing in the same fucking region as the shock anymore no they're going to be playing mm. in apac so now they're going up against shanghai soul they're not going up against the shock is this better for them there's there's arguably more good teams in apac but there's not the shock uh i think there's a clearer path for them in apac than there would have been in na personally to like uh, win stuff you mean to actually like win because yeah, the thing is as well I, I, when we talk about winning stuff jonathan just reminded me in the previous episode you still got to beat the shock in order to right. win a stage final right but yeah. like uh to to like if you're looking at NA, right? Like there's like there's like three, maybe four teams that you would you would say like Philly like either can't beat or they'd have to hit hit the jackpot, so to speak. If you look at APAC, I mean you really uh, I I think one 
really that you look at is like, oh, that's a real, real, real tough game like Shanghai. Like, I think you, if you're looking at it right now, at least for me, like Philly's probably favored against everybody else. Uh, I don't. Maybe okay. Soul Dynasty is like a toss up. I Oof. think. All right, here we go. Uh, I don't think I don't think the Spark are going to be better. I don't think the Charge are going to be better. Neither are the Valiant. Maybe Chengdu, uh, in <laughs> in New York? A question mark. But like, but I like my ch- if I was Philly, I like my chances taking that battle than going up against Dallas, Shock, Justice, Mayhem, Gladiators. Uh, they, okay, well, they didn't make the move to get away from those teams, right? No, 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 exactly. No, no. So. <laughs> yeah, but this I, is the situation they're in though i mean this is the situation they're in but <sighs> see i i i really liked philadelphia fusion last year they yeah. were so much fun to watch they, they part of the reason why i'm a kdg stand as well just like the way they came up with the strategy uh their substitutions like it all kind of made sense uh, they played a beautiful overwatch now you go over to the apac region and a lot of those teams are trying to upgrade their rosters as well. They're trying to upgrade. You know, we talk about Hangzhou Spark and, you know, what they're doing. Yeah. They have a very interesting lineup. Chengdu Hunters trying to become this, like, Chinese uh, powerhouse. Yeah. Uh, Seoul Dynasty. You never know what they're going to do with the likes of Profit. Uh, Shanghai Dragons, of course. Guangzhou. You know, a bit of an unknown factor in New York. Like, all these teams. I'm, I almost mentioned all of them, except for the one we don't really want to talk about. That being said, all those teams could do something they have the potential to achieve something or pop off in a meta or really shine like that and i don't feel great about philadelphia fusion until i get a better read of what they're doing like i i i need them to prove themselves last year i was so confident i knew what they were they were bringing i believed in their strategy their substitutions i believed in that like i had faith i don't have faith now until i actually see them execute in the league you bring up a good point, which is KDG, the former head coach of the Paris Eternal, uh, fucking Paris Eternal, <laughs> the former head coach of the Philadelphia Fusion, who's now Actually, moved you know on to he's a coach of Sentinels and he's, uh, he's playing agents. I mean, fucking hell. <laughs> Come hey, on. Hey, I haven't slipped up with that yet. But the, um, yeah, the new head coach comes over from the Paris Eternal, yes. who was head, co- well, kind of like co-head coach, honestly but mainly official role GM for Paris, which is 9K. Uh, Former coach of the San Francisco Shock, extremely highly respected. I tend to to give a lot of the credit for how Paris performed last year to 9K as well. Somebody that I've enjoyed talking to on many occasions about like running teams and team strategy and stuff. Someone I have a lot of faith in. Does that, how does that change things for you both when you think, because I know that Jonathan, you're a big KDG stan. And I know that when we've had this conversation mm-hmm. before, I seem to be much higher on 9K than KDG, and you seem to be can much higher on why, KDG why than Why can't 9K. you tell me why? The reason I... What do you think he'll bring? I, I think he will bring an ability to structure this team and figure out how to, how to get the best out of people like Mano and Carpe, who have otherwise got styles that would not naturally mesh together. And I think that that kind of like, the thing that I've really liked about watching 9K in the past, and I'm crediting him somewhat with, I'm basing this off, somewhat of the stuff that happened within the shock, but mostly the stuff that happened in the Paris Eternal. Because I think that Paris was mostly 
9K and Rush's joint project, and 9K, to be honest, has, in my opinion, has to have the majority stake in that because he's the only one that speaks English of the two of them, and half of the players <laughs> spoke English. So I just can't, I can't wrap my head around a world in which and Rush those, was the master. And those English guy. players were the ones you were worried about, and they exactly. ended up playing quite good. Those were the ones that actively got <laughs> developed. And so yeah. when I when I think about like 9K's coaching, I'm thinking about a player that takes people and like teaches them how to play within a system uh, and like takes a player that um might be not at their peak in their career but really gets a good grasp on the meta like the, the really that you don't have to rely on like brute force in it or skill in it or anything like that you're really gonna refine what makes your teamwork excellent within a meta what makes your system excellent like empowering the best parts of your team and i think I, I am really interested in seeing that direction from Philly because what we saw last year from Philly was a team that wanted to skill it, a team that <laughs> wanted to mirror their opponents whenever they yeah. could and beat them because they knew that they were better players. I, I, I don't think that will work this season as well. You don't have Ivy on the team who was a big component of sometimes being able to do that. Um, you don't have Sado on the team, which I think was a big component of being able to do that just because they naturally fit together really well. I think that you want to lean more heavily into the, the like, we really understand our team structure, how to play the metas, and, and get that aspect, like, really locked down. That, that I think, is going to be the strength of 9K. Yeah, I mean, Philly has tried to skill it to win it in the past, and it gets them close, uh, but it's never gotten them over the top. Uh, I don't think we've really had many teams who have just kind of... I mean, for, for the way you would kind of consider this in like a League of Legends is like just fucking send it down mid fucking let's group up, let's fight and just fucking take it. Uh, we haven't really had anybody do that. Uh, where I think eventually for Philly, you needed to figure out a way to how to turn into a team rather than we're going to throw six fucking amazing players out there and somebody's going to pop off and we're just going to fucking go. Uh, because that's really kind of what they've been, right? Uh, season one, uh, uh, Carpe on Widow or EQO on like Genji or something and go win the game. Uh, like it, yeah, last year, you know, Zotto, Fury. Skill. I mean, last year they had so many, so many like, uh, you kind of like think about it, like so many like home run hitters, right? Like people who could just turn up on the day and just dominate, right? Yeah. Uh, this year they kind of they they lack a little bit of that, but like you say, Josh, does this turn into more of an a team? Uh, like, do I think any of this roster is like the best in terms of like do they have the best supports in the league? Do they have the best tanks? Do they have the best DPS core? No, I mean, uh, do they? The, I think they have a very good argument. They may have the best support supports actually. Yeah, with I, I think that's probably Astro, their that's, best one. Yeah, uh, but would I would I rank them? really like anywhere near like i mean they're probably like at worst in the other roles like middle of the pack to upper echelon of that pack right uh that with really good teamwork in the past is a winning formula uh, you guys are talking so much about the individual skill of the players and i understand that, that on paper this roster is stacked but so was it last year that the thing is and i i understand the praise you have for 9k and what he brings to the table i'm not disrespecting that but this is a complicated se season for many different reasons you know for one they're go moving over to apac um you know funny astro we don't know the situation will he be there will he not be there 
uh, we, we have so much online games. These Some of these players, they have a bootcamp actually, right? I think they're play, practicing together. Um, but they're also bringing a lot of new blood into this team to execute what you just talked about, Saito, when it comes to 9k. Like, yeah, he can build like an identity for this team, like build a structure and maybe mold some of these players to fit into that system. But I think he has a lot on his plate here. And I think that is probably the thing that makes me worry. Cool. So when yeah, yeah. Matt brings up that like, yeah, well, you know, you compare some of these guys to, to others in the league. Yeah, they're, they're, like they're probably on par, like, you know, in, in, the, in the upper echelon about, with some of those players. But when you consider 9K and like some of these players that he has to mold and coach, you know, Mono will have to figure out what goes on there. Poco yeah. might need a little bit of work. Like how does Poco work with Mono? You got to figure that out. Shockwave comes into this team relatively like you know young blood you oh, know yeah. probably need to polish I'm him up a little bit but that's a, but that is also Rascal... a great developmental talent sorry that's a great developmental talent oh my god yes. yeah fantastic but then you also have Rascal coming into this team we know that Rascal is like a big presence in teams and like yeah. you know he has a way that he likes to go about you know initiating fights and you know there are certain things he sees in the games that he like really focuses in on and then you kind of like have to follow his lead if he sees something and goes for it um, and then we have the funny Astro situation so there's a lot of things up in the air here for me and that is the thing that has me worried it is not the individual cool. skill I believe in 9k but he needs to execute and properly mold and shape these players into that structure and change the way they play to have them work together. And until I actually see that happen, I don't know how much stock I can put into this uh, team alone based on paper and you know, how, knowing how good these guys are. I mean, it, it may be really fair to say that they are the biggest question mark going into the... Like, if you were to say, like, which team... Which team going into the season is the biggest question mark that could really kind of alter the outcome of like the entire season of the entire league? Like the way that Philadelphia Fusion looks probably is it. Uh, I think I think the way they look drastically changes APAC, uh, drastically kind of changes when you get down to that like final four or whatnot, like for each stage and playoffs and whatnot. Like because because this team looks like as good as they did last year and you no know, josh kind of said like you know them in shanghai right now though both those teams are in the same region uh now the road through apac is way tougher right because now you have a bunch of teams that would in theory slot underneath them right that are now all about the same level battling it out if if philly is just another one of those teams uh that leaves the door open for so many scenarios in apac uh where a Chengdu can rise up. You know, Guangzhou makes some noise. New York, who thought they were rebuilding, maybe they're not as far away as uh, we thought to getting like a second place in a stage oh. or something like that for APAC. So I, I think they're, they're a huge question mark kind of hovering over the season, especially for the APAC region. I want to, I want to, we've basically already covered the tanks and the supports when we were talking here because we've, you know, considered Mano and Poco yeah. changing up and we've talked about how good Alarm and Funny Astro are. I feel like we don't need to really touch on that. But the DPS has changed significantly for this team, like significant yeah. DPS yeah. changes. And so I do want to go over them to actually touch on them properly. He saw an IV have left the team to go over to uh, the Toronto Defiant. Um, and actually, Ivy went to New York Excelsior as well. But this, um, Wait, is that right? Yes, Ivy's on New York. Yeah. He's the, to, uh, yep, he went to Toronto. Yeah, the, um, but 
to to narrow down the actual players that are playing for the Philadelphia Fusion this year, it's it's a different blend. Like the addition of Shockwave and Rascal is very different. They yeah. they relied on Hisu to play a lot of different stuff for them. Hisu was their Sombra that was one of the best Sombras that we had in North America, if not the best, I suppose. Um, then also played some flex DPS roles and played hitscan for them later on in the season. Um, and then you had Ivy, who was essentially jack of all trades, just took up every um, flex DPS position for them that they needed. EQO didn't really play that much of the season. He came in to play you know, a, a couple of roles here and there. He played the Genji, he played the, the Echo. But essentially, whenever you need a Mei, whenever you need any flex DPS role, it was Ivy or Hisu were filling it. That now, I mean, that now all falls upon their new players, Rascal and Shockwave. It's not like, I don't think it means a ton more playtime for EQO. I mean, correct me if you guys think differently, but I'm, I'm thinking no. that this is going to be mostly on the new blood to pick that role up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think EQO, EQO has a pretty, like, you know, niche role in this team, but he's older reliable these days where you know what you're getting and like if they need him they can bring him on confidently i don't think like you know it sets the back the team back when he comes in because he's good enough but i don't think he'll be able to replace uh, replace you know the likes of rascal or shockwave in the lineup easily anyway so i i think i think shockwave is a huge addition to this team i thought he was great for vancouver and maybe not a lot of people watch vancouver because they were tragic but I think he is a, a hell of a player that I think you kind of like, he is the type of player who is like young and hungry, who will thrive in a situation like this, right? Playing with some of the best players in the league. I mean, look at like the situation, right? Going from Vancouver to here and like the ability to learn from players who have been in the league for a while with like a EQO and Carpe and Rascal and like having the coaching, like he is, he's a scary player if he develops, right? Uh, we've already seen him play very good. If he develops in that fashion, uh, I, I think he becomes a real threat for this team. EQO, we kind of know what he is. I actually think so. Like, I think Carpe, towards the second half of last year, there was a lot of conversation about him just in general and his spot on the team and just, I guess, spot of just him overall as a player. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people forgot towards the beginning of the season, like how good he was. Yeah, uh, he dominated I mean, you kind of pulled you pulled a lot of the players in the league, and even even players at the end of the league, and they were saying he was the best Sash player in the league. Uh, it's, I feel like he has so much skill, like in that hit scan role. I think what he's always kind of uh, missed and maybe been lacking, and I think is. Is and I think they kind of found it towards the end of last season, but maybe they just didn't use him properly in certain situations. Was he needs to have his role kind of hyper focused in, right? Carpe is going to play McCree, Tracer, oh. Ash, Widow. A anytime that you have to switch off of those to something else, like let's bring in whether it be, uh, you know, Rascal, Shockwave, kind of move those players around, like, uh, because when he plays the the heroes and the situations that he's most comfortable in, he's he's crazy good. It's when I think they kind of ask him to kind of like deviate a little bit from that. I think they have so much trust because of what he's done in the past. So that's when you kind of see his play falter a little bit. And then when you saw them make switches, you know, when you have Ivy and Hisu who are both really like flexible, you saw them start to play a little bit better, right? Because they have more options where I'd yeah. like to see them go that route with Carpe. 
because uh, I, I still think he can be one of the best players in the league. Uh, yeah. I, I, th- I still think he's that good. The more the more we think, the more I think about the DPS on this team, the more I think it comes down to Shockwave, to be honest, in my opinion. And like yeah. how much 9K is willing to put time and effort into making this guy a mainstay of the roster. Because I think there's a world in which Shockwave becomes the DPS player the guy, for this yeah. team. And then Carpe comes to uh, play all of the like dedicated hit scan roles that you need from Carpe. And then you have Rascal come in to play some like dedicated flex roles as well. But Shockwave has a huge amount of flexibility across the hit scan and the, the flex DPS department. An insane level of individual skill. And he's also really young and moldable still in terms of his play style. Yeah. Whereas somebody like Carpe... He's I very humble. Is, yeah, yes. he's a bit more... Carpe feels a bit more stuck in his ways, whereas I think 9K yeah. could really get to work with Shockwave and turn him into an elite caliber player. Um, and, and this is all assuming that the Mano situation works out, but I, the more we talk about this team, the more I'm convincing myself that they are actually going to be as good as they were last year uh, for, for, and, for and, different reasons. And I think Shockwave, like you mentioned, Josh, like... You know, that you kind of see this like in traditional sports, right? Where like a team has a star player and then they have somebody who is like the clear next guy, right? Like Shockwave is the player that, you know, if he keeps building on the skill set that he already has, should be the next guy for Philly, right? Like you you make him the star player of this team, you build around him, whatnot. To put it in perspective, like, you know, not none of us would be surprised if like in how many ever years shockwave is on the philadelphia fusion like when overwatch 2 comes out you know it'd be like right when you turn around in three years you know and you've seen all this promo for philly when it's like had like carpe and poco so far like you know the the next face of the franchise is shockwave right like if he keeps developing and like still stays hungry and whatnot uh to where that takes some pressure off of carpe like he doesn't have to be the guy in season one but well i I don't think it's factor of pressure it, it I does, think Carpe because, wants to be the guy, and I think right. if, Carpe, if they are like, "Hey, Carpe, like we need you but, to like simmer down a bit and like you know pull our direction," but the expectations are a little bit. Guy, I don't think he's gonna enjoy that. I no, think he I wants think the expectations the though for Carpe are like through the roof from what we've seen from him in the past. You know, remember back to like the 4K with the Widowmaker on Li Zhang Tower. Like uh, that shit just doesn't happen anymore because the teams are so good now. Uh, I'm sorry, so good I, I don't like, agree with this. I know we're speculating about how a player feels about and like expectations stuff like that which is like we don't we don't know how he feels about that so it's it's not great to speculate to begin with but if i had to guess i would disagree and i would say that carpe wants to be the guy that fucks and if he's not (laughs) in the position to be like the star player for this team i don't think he's going to be as satisfied playing for this team because i I think he wants to be the the go-to guy he he probably will be for the next like year or so but I mean, you have somebody who can be that eventually. Uh, I mean, uh, I think it's that, just kind of like the situation yeah. of it. I, I think there is a potential thing to manage there, though, as well, is that if you are trying to transition Shockwave into being the guy for this team, and, and that's assuming that he does actually have the talent and uh, 9K yeah. finds a role for him and all of that stuff, then, yeah, there might be, like, something to manage there as well in terms of yeah. managing the... The ego aspect is is what it is essentially. Is exactly. Like, but uh, but I I don't I don't know. Like I don't know Carpe that well. I don't know how he is as a teammate. The, his play style implies that he is like 
the central component for the team. But I think that's a necessary thing that they need to start phasing out. Yeah. And I think that that's 9K's job this season. Exactly. And I'll say it again, like I said earlier, like we're, we're, I'm guessing here. Like, I don't yeah. know. But I, if I had to guess, he'd probably want to be the go-to guy. But if he tweets at me and it's like, hey, actually... You know, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't even think about that stuff. I'd be like, okay, well, oh. I'm not even surprised, you know? Uh, but but to, <laughs> yeah. on that note, that is the thing that worries me about the fusion. So you you said that Shockwave is like, not a question mark, but it's like you want to see him develop. And like the, the DB, DPS line hinges on Shockwave. Yeah, I would good, say is that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I, I, I would say that I think Shockwave is a bit of a sure thing. Because I agree with you all that he has tons of potential, probably will be on the Fusion for many years to come because he's that talented up-and-coming guy. But he has a bit of a sure thing to me <clears throat> where I think that, yes, you know, he'll have some games where he looks poor because he's the new blood, he's the, the new guy in the team and he's still young, but 9K will figure that out. To me, it's all about figuring out Carpe and Rascal pulling in the same direction as the rest of the team. And, you know, you, well, that, that's what I mentioned earlier about 9K having a lot of his plate because he needs to figure out how Mono and Poco uh, works as a tank duo and then to get Carpe to pull in the same direction and then he needs to get Rascal to pull in the same direction and really nail the structure of the team and the philosophy and have everyone be on the same page and do what is best for the team. Because... I'm not saying that these guys will want to go off on their own and just like do their own thing and like be this big guy, but there's a lot of personality on this team. There, and you see that even yeah. in the, like the play style, like you see some players, they have one way they want to play the game and they have one way they like engage and execute and flank and all that stuff. And that is the kind of thing you have to like rope in and be like, hey, like this is the way we're playing and we want you to play in this system and we're going to try to make you shine that way. And I yeah. think that will take some uh, work uh, huh. from the part of 9K. So figuring out how Rascal and Carpe works alongside Shockwave and maximize performance. That is going to be a tough coaching ask, I think. And that's a big question mark for me. Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of hit it with like, they have to become a team. And I think when yeah. you look at like these players across the board, like as individuals, like Carpe, Mono, Rascal, Alarm, they don't have anything to prove anymore on the individual level. I mean, what what could like these players do on the individual level that would really kind of like be bigger than what they've already done? Maybe be like the regular season MVP, but really yeah. outside of like winning, that's it. I mean, that's really kind of the only thing you look at. I mean, obviously Rascals win with the shock, but like you look at like Carpe, Alarm, and Mono, and like there's not anything left for them at the individual level to do outside of the MVP than to win a championship. I mean, that's sure. the only thing that they have at this point. Like, I feel like Carpe is one of those players in the league who really wants to be, win the MVP title. And oh, I don't know yeah. if he'll, he'll have like a come to Jesus moment where he's like, <laughs> you know, maybe I shouldn't work too hard to becoming the MVP and I should just do like what's best for my team. And You're more likely to um, win MVP yeah, if you win. Yeah, you're not like overthink it, but like you know, I, last year, like when I tweet, you know, I tweeted out and I was like, Carpe is probably like the front runner for MVP, you know, in the he, middle of the season. Was. because Halfway he was through the season, he, he was. was. Yeah, he was. Exactly. You know, and I think that like he, he really thinks and cares about that stuff. Like who doesn't want to be the Overwatch League MVP? And so the fact that he's been dominating for like uh, three seasons now, you know, he's been around from season one where like we talked about Jonak and all these other guys profit and Carpe's always spending that conversation, but he doesn't have a title to show for it. He doesn't even have a stage title to show for it. Doesn't have an MVP trophy to show for it. He needs something. And I think he actually really yeah. cares about winning something this year. 
Wait, uh, does he not have a stage title at all? I thought he won one in 2018. No, they got reverse swept by New York in Sishu. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so sad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you look at it like, I mean, personally, I, I even thought you could, I mean, look, Jonak was the MVP in season one. I think Jonak was crazy in that role. Uh, but Jonak wasn't, you know, Jonak didn't get fraggy to the playoffs. Uh, I mean, it, come on now. Uh, like, I mean, there's a good argument I think you could have been made to like, look at the team that, uh, I mean, what, half of the players on that team that Carpe was on aren't even in the league anymore. Uh, and, and he got that team to the final. I mean, uh, yeah. where, yeah, I mean, like you yeah. mentioned, Jonathan, there's like, he's, he's a player that like, if he was like, oh, I'm done with Overwatch A, like he is... He is one of the best players we've ever had in the league. Like full stop. Yeah, I mean, what? Yeah. He's the leader Definitely. in final he blows. He's a leader in a season, bunch of categories. Uh, he will be think? that guy. Yeah. The guy who didn't win the MVP title. Like, because yeah. you know, in like regular sports, you have those guys who are like, oh, the super good guy who like came so close, like, but never did it. Like Corby will be that guy. It's like one of the things when you look at like him and Profit, right? Like Profit has that title, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where if if Carpe had that title, like he's the lead leaguer in final blows, like he plays all these different things, he highlights, like he's like the star of the whole show. Carpe is uh, one of the only best storylines in Overwatch League. Yeah. It's well, incredible. I love I love watching the guy play. He's my favorite player watching the league. Right before right before we give our tier ranking, then for Philadelphia, I want quickly from both of you: Is the storyline going to continue of Carpe failing to? actually win something or is this the year where the philadelphia fusion wins a title or he wins some kind of award at the end i don't think they'll win anything i think philly this year will be worse than last year mm, i think like relatively speaking of course relatively to the rest of the league sure yeah i think he's got an i think he's got a a, a shot at mvp just from the fact that if he's in the conversation I think enough enough of the community will want to see it happen from sure. the fact that it has not happened. And It'll like, be like a historic thing as well. People right. And he's a player and he's a player who situation. like I mean we, we we haven't had many players who have been in the MVP conversation multiple seasons. Like Yeah, I mean, yeah, that he's really the is, only one. That in itself uh, is very impressive. But all right. Uh Matt, I want to start with you then. What is what is your tier for the Philadelphia Fusion going forwards? Into 2021. I think they're going to be in a minus team. Okay. I actually, I actually think this team, uh, I don't want to say overperform expectations because I still think we all expect them to be good. Uh, I think this team is going to be really strong in APAC. I think they may kind of like, will they get to Shanghai level? No, but may they, maybe they cement themselves as like kind of, Atlanta rain esque gatekeepers between uh, Shanghai and the rest of APAC uh, to where I mean, at worst case, I think they're in that big conversation of really good teams in APAC, but I, I think they're going to be a step ahead of that. I, I think they're going to be a minus Jonathan. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with a minus as well. Uh, at least on paper. I think you look at this roster and you're like amazed by how much individual skill on, is on it. Um, I think they have a lot of issues to figure out. Um, 9K is certainly the man to figure those things out. That being said, I don't think this is Philadelphia Fusion's year. And I think they'll have an inconsistent year in the APAC region, quite frankly. What? 
it's a shame because you mentioned that last year, like we felt like maybe would have been their year. I actually think their year may have been season one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, maybe. They may as, well as ridiculous as it finals. sounds. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I mean, as ridiculous as it sounds, but I think like the league is so stacked now that like it's so hard to to find like a path to them winning the entire thing. Yeah, sure. I I'm going to give them an A rank though. I think that, mm. that while this team does have a lot of issues to figure out and okay, if they get boomed by visa issues, then I mean immediately everything that we've talked about needs to be like taken down a peg because that's going to going to hurt them, but under the assumption that they get all of their visas sorted out and Funny Astro is able to play with them and everybody else is able to play, I I think that I think 9K is the guy for the job. I, I, when I came into this episode, I didn't really know what to think of Philly. Because on one hand, I do ident identify a huge amount of problems that could exist with this team. But I also really believe in 9K. So like the, the two are clashing in my brain as to who comes out on top. And I think the more that we've talked it through, uh, the more I'm convincing myself that the, 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 like, the pieces that he has to work with are actually really, really talented pieces. It's not the same situation as Junk Buck, where he has a lot on his plate, but he's working with a chaotic blend of all sorts of different things, and the pieces he's working with aren't even excellent. Like you've you've got a recipe for success here. You've just got some some bubbling pots that you have to manage to make sure that they don't fuck up the rest of your meal. So a lot of pots, a yeah. lot of bubbling. Yep, a lot of pots, a lot uh, of juggling plates, a lot of that kind of stuff. But but I think they're going to be a successful team. Question for you guys: If this, if they were in NA, would your ranking have changed? No. no. I actually think that they're one of the teams that's high enough up that they shouldn't be too worried about APAC because yeah. they should be in a position, assuming that they can they can address the my major concern with Mano and and fitting him into the team. They should be in a position where they maybe they're not going to dominate the region like Shanghai did last year because they're still there with Shanghai. Yeah. But I, I don't think that they should be that worried about like a, a, a Guangzhou or even a Chengdu no. or a Hangzhou as well. They're like the teams that look great on paper, I think have way more to figure out than Philly does. Philly at least like they have some things to figure out, but they, they already have the core components to be able to be excellent. You're just hoping that Mono's year last year was not the the Mono that is going to be there all the time, but just a yeah. an off type of season, right? Uh, but it seems just, like everybody on New yeah. York had an off type of season. So. Exactly, and not just an off season, but like he was limited by the team. You're hoping right. that Mano was limited and he has more to give. Right. I feel, like, um, I feel like Philly is one of those teams. We get like three, four matches and we can pull up the initial matches as well before we end it. I think this is one of those teams where like we'll see the first three games and have a good idea of what we're looking at. Okay, maybe four it, games because we need to see three. This realistically could be four and oh. It could be. Could be. In fact, but it could also be like a two and two. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't be mad if it was a four and oh or a two and two. It's just that it's so early on in the season. It's actually going to be more like, I mean, where, how are we going to have a good read on Seoul and Hangzhou and Chengdu in the first game? Exactly. We're not going to truly have a good grasp of APAC, well, I think, right at the beginning. But I, I could easily see Philly going 4-0 and zero here. If Seoul are yeah. having a bit of an off week to begin with, they should easily roll over the Valiant. I think they're better than Spark and Chengdu, to be honest, on paper. Sure. I mean, realistically, if Mono looks like... If Lano, Mono looks more like the Mono from Season 1 and 2, and Shockwave develops a bit, they're not far off. I mean... Hey. They're not far off, but no, they, they're not far off. But they were closer last year. 
I think is yep. is what Jonathan keeps. But, I can feel the size but hold on, and the moments. Like, oh, Johnny, do you, what do you feel I just want to say that I think this is going to be one of those episodes that aged poorly because Maybe. after these four matches, we'll have a better idea of what this Philadelphia Fusion roster is going to look like for the rest of the year. And without that game, like when we've seen those four matches, we'll look back at this episode and be like, well, half of the episode was wrong. Half of it was right. You know, in either direction, really. Yeah. Uh, Because there's a lot of question marks and things to figure out with this team. Before we end, I got to ask Johnny, do you feel that, uh, do you feel the the reason that you think that they kind of, I guess, are, are worse or won't be the same? Is that more of an indication on the roster they built or the strength of the league overall? Like if you had this, if if they had this roster last year going in, how would you have felt? Like if you if they, well, if they had this the thing, roster right? against going the teams in, from last going year, into well, it, you know, I wasn't the strongest Philly fan either. But then we saw Sado prove himself, and you know, like them really run up the roster and the way they utilize the subs. That's what I keep saying. They have a lot of question marks. Yeah. Whereas last season, they answered a lot of those questions in a very good way and looked promising and built out the team the way they should be. Now they're back on like not step, not square one, but they're back on like square three and they still have some <laughs> things to figure out. And until they figure that stuff out, I don't know. They could, they could, you know, if they finished in the finals this year, I wouldn't be like, holy shit, they're in the finals. Yeah. But also if they got like third or four in APAC, I'd be like, okay, well, like part of me saw this coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I get you completely. I completely get you. Well, I think that's going to be... I, uh, to be honest, I think this might be one of our most controversial episodes because I think that the community perception of Philly is just oh. they're going to be awesome. Like, they're Philly. Of course they're going to be awesome. Maybe. Uh, uh, that's and that's very the vibe, well I guess. Just going to tweet that me again. God damn it. Yeah. And there's a part of me that's, like, kind of agreeing with Johnny. Like, we could be Debbie Downers and the game start and they just start dunking on people. Mono's playing, like, fucking World Cup Mono just in the fucking back line, <laughs> just ripping people apart. I mean, we just yeah, look yeah. like fucking... We just I mean, look like fucking slobs, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. that is that is a world that we could inhabit, or who the hell knows? You, you, yeah. you know what? You know when we will know, though. You know when we will know with the Overwatch League coming up very shortly, and we April only have one 16th. more team to review, and that's the San Francisco Shock. So set your calendars for the San Francisco Shock, and then the Power Rankings episode, and then the league's gonna begin. Oh! <laughs> make sure you subscribe to Plat Chat because we'll continue these episodes, not the team rankings, but we'll consider all the rest. We'll consider some all other the rest shit. Of the we'll do. Yeah, there's still other other crap to Kurt needs to get paid. Yep. Bye bye.